This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Boss We Use Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 855am digital streaming uh, podcasts and whole heaps of ways of listening to 3CR radio. Uh, thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour or so of current affairs and my name's Chris and this is Yarra Boss We Use Group radio. We're a little program about cycling and related transport issues broadcasting from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, just uh, get your mind off the weather if you're out there in Victoria in the uh, eastern seaboard of Australia. Did you realise this is our 10th year on air at 3CR? Yep, this little radio show's been going since 2008. We did our training in 2007 and here we are 10 years later still bringing you uh, news and events and um, discussion and interviews and things that you probably will not hear anywhere else about cycling and the sheer joy of riding around on your bike and sometimes not the sheer joy of riding around on your bike. Today's show, well I've got to start up with, we do have listeners and they uh, have uh, contacted us and said that I've done a goof and yet the goof is, if you remember back to the January 1st program, and I've been playing the Step Away From The Car series from Radio Adelaide. Now, I introduced a segment to do with uh, women and children step away from the car. And, unfortunately, I think it was version control on my behalf that got me into trouble. The segment that got played was about um, Auckland. And then on, my, on the last show that I did on the 15th, I introduced that segment again. So I've played it twice. Okay, my bad, but I do have that segment today. That's women and children step away from the car. Why is it so hard for women and children to step out of the car and get onto bikes and scooters and with their own two feet? And uh, this is with Jane, Dr. Jane Garrard that uh, quite a few of you out there might know from uh, various things she's been involved with over probably well over a decade to do with uh, cycling and uh, women's issues to do with that sort of promotion. And Julia Gilbert, who are two researchers and some solutions to do with getting women and kids riding. Also on today, I'm going to have a little, the roundup of this uh, Step Away From The Car series. And it's actually really, really good in terms of, it talks about the walking and cycling conference, but there's stuff there from a broader context, we can take something out of for if you're being interested in cycling issues and how to get funding and how to get infrastructure and some of the things we've been facing of late of, yeah, everyone loves cycling, but when it comes to budgeting and uh, actual political um, you know, will or anyone wishing to spend some political capital, why things are falling apart a bit? Because... Um, I can say from a local perspective, there's a you know there's a push on for riding for you know several years, but the infrastructure doesn't get built, and there's all these uh, 
interesting running interference gets chucked in the way. But um, that's two things I'm going to bring today. There's also going to be news and events. And also, going back a little while, contacted by Melbourne musician Danny Woodman. And he uh, kindly sent us a link to his song. I'm going to be playing that shortly if you want to hear a little bit of uh, Melbourne-themed cycling music. But uh, first up, I will go into that uh, women and children step away from the car segment, which I so erroneously mucked up in the last two shows. So, yeah, so that the Auckland uh, segment got played twice, and this one should have happened almost a month ago. So I don't go for my bad, but um, coming up next. So enjoy. Communities of Sound is a 3CR curated lineup of summer afternoon performances showcasing treaty, creative women, and diverse cultures. Join us at the Fairfield Amphitheatre on Sunday, February 18th, between 5 and 7.30 p.m. to enjoy live performances from Kucha Edwards, Tando, the West Papuan Band, Sweet Dreams, Manisha Njali, June Jones, and Danny Sib. Pack a picnic to share with friends and family or grab a tasty bite and bevy from the 3CR food store. That's Sunday, 18th of February, 5 till 7.30 p.m. at the Fairfield Amphitheatre. For further details, call 9419-8377 or check out our website at 3cr.org.au. Presented as part of the City of Yarra's Fairfield in Feb series alongside Play On and Melbourne Ukulele Collective. The City of Yarra is a proud sponsor of 3CR. Step away from the car. Step away from the car. Step away from the car. Some news about active transport. If they are giving a choice, children prefer walking and cycling over other modes. So we all know that. So all the research is supporting that. Cycling's about three or four times faster than walking, but because we've got that big gender difference in cycling in Australia, then a lot of the mothers who could potentially accompany their kids to school by bike don't. Jan Garrard is Senior Lecturer in Public Health at Deakin University, who not only loves to walk and cycle herself, but has spent 20 years researching active transport and how to promote it. Julia Gilbert is a PhD candidate in Urban and Regional Planning investigating children's active transport, especially getting to and from school. Is it a women's issue? All the statistics are showing that boys are more likely to do active transport than girls. So it is, the gender definitely has a big say uh, in, in this issue. I'm interested in promoting both walking and cycling. Walking tends to be a more female-oriented activity. Cycling tends to be a more male-oriented activity. So that when you're looking at um, parents who might be encouraging or discouraging their children from walking or cycling to school, there's certainly a gender strand there as well. I think um, you know, domestic responsibilities is, is definitely an issue. Employment among women. We found in our study that women who were employed um, full-time were much less likely to be using active travel to school than women who were employed part-time or not um, employed outside the home. The other one is when we allow children to move around in their neighbourhoods, including to and from school, independently without being accompanied and supervised by an adult. And we tend to allow boys to do that at an earlier age than girls. And as children age, the, the gap between the boys and the girls increases. It starts in late childhood, early adolescence, and it continues through to adult walking and cycling behaviour. 
you want to just give us the essence of what you have discovered about active transport and children? The main thing, if they are giving a choice, children prefer walking and cycling over other trips, of the, uh, other modes. So we all know that, so all the research is supporting that. But when we look at the actual um, travel patterns, that's not happening. So I sometimes feel like we're just kind of forcing children into, you know, those little boxes against their will and denying them so many opportunities, like opportunities to play and interact and learn the environment, engage in those environments they are growing in. As Julia said, um, if you ask children, nearly all of them prefer to walk or cycle or skate or scoot to school. My study actually found that parents would prefer it too. So a lot of parents said things like, well, you know, the, the goal is to cycle, but there were lots of buts. So our study was all about identifying the buts and understanding it. So if parents and children all have a preference for it, but they're not doing it, that's a warning bell. You've got major barriers here. Uh, for independent active travel, the major, major barrier is traffic safety. So parents want them to have lots of knowledge, understanding of uh, walking, safe walking and cycling skills, but they also want them to practice them in real life settings, which you don't always get at school. So that's a big contribution from parents there to be out with their children, teaching them, well, this is the road rule, but just watch out for that car. It, may, it might not stop at that pedestrian crossing. So traffic safety was a big one. Strange and danger to some extent, but less so. And when you look at parent-accompanied active travel to school, different factors emerged. We found that distance is important, but it's more travel time and parents' restricted time. So at about one kilometre between home and school, that's when the big drop-off happens between active travel and car travel, because parents can't find that time. But some supports for parent-accompanied, very wide recognition of the benefits. We thought that maybe some parents might not think that active travelling was a good form of physical activity. They might think you've got to go and run marathons to get fit. Didn't find that at all. A lot of our mothers said they don't get enough physical activity, so there's potential there. That's where cycling could kick in, because cycling's about three or four times faster than walking, but because we've got that big gender difference in cycling in Australia. Then a lot of the mothers who could potentially accompany their kids to school by bike don't. And so we could do a lot more about women and everyday cycling to the shops, to school, you know, to friends' places, and then they could help their children do it. And we'd be addressing the time distance barrier in the in the travel to school at the same time as we're creating a more livable community, you know, encouraging women to get a bit more physical activity. So it, it ticks a lot of boxes. What do we know needs to happen? What do you two know about that? We know that uh, we need a combination of different actions. Um, clearly, infrastructure-related solutions include more provision of um, cycling, walking uh, infrastructure, and also maintenance of the uh, existing ones. And non-infrastructure uh, solutions include so many different educational programs, obviously. So starting from teaching kids earlier how to rise and how to negotiate traffic to um, and, and maintain these educational programs while they're at school. Just So we've all heard of SunSmart schools, um, healthy eating schools, naked food schools, anti-bullying schools. You know, I would like to see active transport schools 
and within that you'd have your educative programs, you'd be encouraging parents to participate so they can help children with the experience side of it as well. You'd have road safety strategy around the school that protects children, that keeps them safe, that then makes helps parents feel comfortable about allowing their children to walk or cycle in that space. So um, a multi-pronged strategy and I like to think of that umbrella term of you know this is an active travel school and uh, multiple programs, policies, initiatives can sit within that and hopefully um, bring about change. Jan Garrard, Senior Lecturer in Public Health at Deakin University and Julia Gilbert who's a PhD candidate in Urban and Regional Planning at the University of South Australia. This segment was recorded at the 2017 Australian Walking and Cycling Conference and produced by Nikki Page. Making Waves features the powerful tales of nuclear survivors from Japan and Australia travelling aboard Peace Boat's voyage to five Australian cities this summer. On the 1st of February in Melbourne, join us for a unique gathering of Japanese survivors of the atomic bombings in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, ex-farmers from Fukushima, indigenous survivors of nuclear testing in Australia, and the Nobel Peace Prize winning international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Hear the stories and help us make some noise for Australia and Japan to sign the Nuclear Weapons Ban Treaty. 6pm on February 1 at ACME, Federation Square. Book online at icanw.org forward slash au. ICANN is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Now, one of our listeners... Melbourne musician Danny Woodman. He uh, got in contact with us a little while back and uh, sent in a link to his song, which is entitled Get On Your Bike. Start of the bike race You'd sit on top and run to give it pace Do you know an exceptional woman or group of women in the city of Yarra? Nominations are now open for Yarra City Council's 2018 Inspirational Women of Yarra Award. We are looking for women who make a contribution either through paid or unpaid work volunteering or simply by being inspirational in the way they live their lives. All those who identify as women are eligible to be nominated. Nominations are due by Monday the 19th of February. For more information and to nominate, go to yarracity.vic.gov.au forward slash women. And that uh, song you just heard was Danny Woodman, Get On Your Bike. And if you go to dannywoodman.com or you can go to Spotify or iTunes and find out more, give a local musician um, some support and he's got an album out, he's got a few more tunes out. Thank you so much, Danny, for sending that in because 
I actually do really like playing bicycle theme music on here or stuff that's kind of transport orientated. So if you've got something, maybe you should send it in to us. You could send it to 3CR contact details or you can go to yarrabug.org forward slash contact. I think that page is still working. I should check. Or send something straight through to a couple of us at, uh, I'll give you the email address, which is admin at yarrabug.org. And that goes for a few people. So make that will ensure that we get it. This next segment I'm playing up, and this is the final in the Step Away from the Car series that was recorded by Radio Adelaide for the Australian Walking and Cycling Conference, which incidentally is coming to Victoria this year. Now, this is low-tech movement in a high-tech world, and the person you'll hear speaking is Jeremy Miller, who was the MC and treasurer of the organising committee. Now, there's some actually some really good takeaway stuff in this. As I alluded to earlier about going on in the... Uh, trying to enact change and get things for the, um, you know, like infrastructure and uh, trying to overcome some obstacles. So listen in. Step away from the car. Step away from the car. Step away from the car. Some news about active transport. It's been a really, really interesting conference. The theme teased out a lot of ideas and a lot of discussions were had and I think that's what's been the really good thing about the conference is that it starts ideas and we're able to in this two days unpack some of those ideas but also start together down to the sort of the low level implementation of those ideas how do we make those ideas a reality I think that's what's been really interesting. Jeremy Miller from the Organising Committee of the Australian Walking and Cycling Conference, reflecting at the end of the conference. One of the comments I heard after a lot of those discussions was that we had a lot of people here from a whole range of different yeah. backgrounds, you know, academics, researchers, people into infrastructure, people into advertising and mm. behaviour mm. change, but people are working in their silos of expertise or operating within their tribes. What ideas have emerged from getting all of those people together for building something stronger? It's the level of integration that can be achieved. So when we actually start to see the way in which, as you said, those silos can actually start to connect in with each other. One of our presenters, Ben Beck, who's from a medical background, said in the ending closing session that I'm not a businessman. But I work in businesses and I had a chat to him about how the uh, piece of technology that he was talking about could be commercialised. And he was like, oh, yes, that sounds really good. And how do we do that? And so those sort of, those sort of links that you start to establish between the work that people's doing, but also where that work can be taken, where it can go, what's the future of that work, you start to realise that we're all actually singing from the same song sheet, but perhaps we're holding different pages of that song sheet. Um, and so we start to assemble those pages into a coherent symphony, and that gives us compelling arguments and compelling case studies that we can take forward to convince legislative policy makers and that it's worthwhile doing, that there are people out there who are craving it 
and that the implications of doing it flow so much further into society than just, say, providing good walking infrastructure or providing good cycling infrastructure. What does that actually do? So that, that notion about a Trojan horse of fun. So you start engaging people in community activities to get people walking and cycling more. And so when people have role models that they can relate to and experiences that they can understand and that are valuable experiences in their lives, then they are more likely to engage in those activities and actually make them an ongoing activity in their life. That's what happens when you bring in um, an advertising brain to look at this kind of question, isn't it? I think that's exactly right. So it gets us thinking about, well, what do we need to do as advocates? So a conversation that I've had a couple of times over the past two days is that cycling advocates who've been playing in this space, as I have for over 20 years now, we have picked a lot of that low-hanging fruit. The easy things have been done. And so we're left with the hard things, what in sociological terms are called wicked problems, problems that have multifaceted agencies that create those problems. And so what do we now need to do as advocates, as activists, in order to start to address those hard problems? And so I think the the point that we got out of this conference and, and talking about social impact change, technology, innovative ideas, mindfulness practices, you know, is walking an endangered species? How do we start to construct the urban environment around modes that are indeed sustainable? A car-dominated transport system is unsustainable. So how do we make the sustainable systems, cycling and walking, actually sustainable? How do we actually start to sustain a strategy? That's the thing I think that's so valuable in this conference is those ideas that the, the presenters have brought to us Uh, we start to link those up. All right, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to get you to give me just a quick first thought response about a highlight in that area. Research, one highlight. Again, that overused word is integration. So what is it about health policy outcomes that informs encouraging participation? That is a link. Greater participation in an activity has an impact on health outcomes. Business and entrepreneurs, what was the highlight in that area? Wow. How large the sector actually is, how much money it represents, and how much untapped spending potential is out there. Infrastructure? How important separated, high-quality, shared-use infrastructure is, separating cycling from walking, separating cycling from automobiles, so that we're not mixing in each other's domains. And behaviour change, what was the highlight? The Trojan horse of fun. I love that that idea that you're not going out telling people what to do, that that Trojan horse brings fun into this discourse. Cycling advocate and conference MC Jeremy Miller speaking at the end of the 2017 Australian Walking and Cycling Conference. I'm Nikki Page and this is the final episode of the series Step Away from the Car. To learn more about the annual Australian Walking and Cycling Conference, visit their website.
was the final segment in that series that uh, of Step Away from the Car, which was recorded at the Australian Walking and Cycling Conference last year. And if you're interested in that conference, it's coming to Bendigo this spring in 2018. So I will probably invariably, most likely, very, very... Yep, I probably will have someone on the show for that coming um, a bit closer to the time. So, yeah, because we interviewed a couple of people from um, Bike Bendigo and uh, on previous shows. So, yeah, look forward to that. And we a little bit of news and events. Now, as alluded to in that last segment, you know, getting involved with things and having your say. Now, there's some information uh, sessions coming up for the Yarra Council. And this is to do with the 2018-19 budget, which will be open to the public in February. Now, if you're interested, there's a couple of sessions you can get along to. And they're on Thursday, the 8th of February from 6 to 7 p.m. up at the library in North Fitzroy. The next one is on the 10th of February, Saturday, and that's up from 10 a.m. to 11 30 at uh, Richmond Town Hall and Monday the 12th of February and that's from 6 to 7.30 at Collingwood Town Hall and this is all about you know what you can do from the actual budget and there will be opportunities to talk talk to people there and they'll give you an overview of the council finances and also a part of having your say on things that uh, City of Yarra is also drafting Yarra's open space strategy and that's got some separate uh, um, meetings you can go along to but you can also have your say online and that I haven't got in front of me I think it's basically you go to your favorite search engine and type in Yarra your say and it'll probably come up very uh, easily into that now a little bit more news in advance is that you will probably know that the Melbourne Metro is got various uh, work sites all over Melbourne and uh, yeah we had uh, Jonathan in from earlier, well, not late last year, talking about things to do with the Melbourne Metro, but stuff that is uh, relevant to people who ride bikes. St Kilda Road and Grattan Street, major changes to traffic. Now, from mid to late February, St Kilda Road will be reduced to one lane in both directions, but this shouldn't really impinge upon cycling. Uh, I would check that a little bit further, but um, a bit that is of concern is Grattan Street in Carlton. will close in both directions for about 300 metres from Royal Parade to Leicester Street for up to five years. Five years. Well, it's almost getting into the same territory what's happening on the upfield line with, uh, yeah, <laughs> two years for a private development around Jewel Station, which is... Subject to, we could go on for a whole show about these sort of things, but <laughs> yeah, it's the sort of things that um, pedestrians and cyclists have to contend with with disruptions, but um, other road users uh, don't seem to encounter the same sort of amount or thing of disruption. You know, here of like motorists being get forced to get out of their car and push it, do you? No. More news and events. If you want to go to uh, Facebook and Twitter, Facebook is Yarrabug Radio, and we've also got an events page there, and Twitter at uh, Yarrabike, just at in front of that, and our events calendar, which is yarrabug.org for slash events. And there's some great stuff coming up. Just quickly, there is a whole bunch of bike workshops and maintenance and get-to-know-your-bike sort of stuff being put on by the city of Darabin, who are actually being very proactive on this. So you can either go to a Facebook page or go to Eventbrite or you can check our events page and it's all on there, the details, if you want to get involved. And also there's a handmade Melbourne bicycle show coming up and that's in 
I believe, April, just going off the top of my head. So that's something to really look forward to. That would be in North Melbourne, but I haven't got the venue in front of me. Anyway, that's all I've got uh, time for today. If you've uh, noticed the signal is a little bit low today or a little bit marginal, uh, digital radio shouldn't be affected, neither should be live streaming, but it's a bit late for me to mention that. But uh, hopefully you can catch up with this on the podcast if you found the reception was a little bit um, marginal. There's some work going on with our transmitter for 3CR. But that's all I've got time for, and I probably repeated myself already. Our show should be on um, 3CR as a podcast real soon today at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to our site which is yarrabug.org forward slash radio i believe faith val one or two of them or even one of them both should be back in the studio next week and i hope that uh if you're out there listening around melbourne and victoria that uh your power comes back on i hope the heat dissipates and i hope you have a lovely ride home this afternoon i hope the weather kind of calms down and cools down a bit so you can get out there and chill You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.